Do you ever feel that there is more to life than what you're experiencing, but don't know how to get there? At the heart of each of us is a desire to find meaning and purpose. However, many of us don't know where to begin. Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Chua. And I'm Pete Cofarcio. This show will teach you to be confident in your identity and embrace powerful mindsets so that you can fulfill your destiny and life purpose. We're excited to take you on a journey to transform your life so that you can transform your world. Welcome, everyone, to the Transform Your Life podcast with Steve and Pete. I am Steve. And I'm Pete. And we're so glad to have you here this week. Hey, Steve, um, when this is being recorded, I just had some very big international news close to your home and your upbringing, which is the queen passing. And oh, uh, gosh, you, know, yeah. you were raised in the UK and I uh, just would love to hear from your perspective, you know, what, what this means. And, you, you know, I've been, I've been out of the UK for like almost 30 years, but it was so strange. It's like, I felt really emotional. This is heart wrenching. Oh, this is really sad. And I think part of it is I was thinking, you know, I don't know any other leader in the world today that would generate this type of I impact. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and she's not political, okay? And she's not been this big imperialist and whatever, but she's actually kept nations together. She's tried to do good. She's actually, a, if you like, a figurehead that actually has walked with a lot of integrity, not that there hasn't been issues, right. uh, but has maintained a sense of honor and dignity. And and, and I think the funeral's happening shortly, and... and uh, there are hundreds of heads of state. I think that I heard it's the most, uh, it's the largest gathering of heads of state. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm here in New York and the UN General Assembly is supposed to start next week and they're having problems because so many of them, like they should be arriving this week so they can get to business next week. And they're having problems because so many of them are no shows because they are that's a priority to be uh, to be at, at the Queen's uh, services. Yeah. yeah, and so it's 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 been quite it's been quite moving. And and I have to tell you though, the Brits are so good at pomp and ceremony, and Majesty. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, there's this live webcam that's there at, in Westminster Hall, and and all the all the you know the soldiers are dressed in their uniforms and 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 they look magnificent, and then they do the changing of the guards and all that sort of stuff, and you kind of look at it. And you go, I don't know anywhere in the world that, I mean, I know people do that, but this is amazing. Yeah, it's a celebration of life at the same time. Yeah, for good. It's not like, there's very few people who are going, oh, I'm glad about this, you know. Yeah. uh, So, and and honestly, I don't know if there's anybody else in the world who could have that same impact again for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Pete, the world is transforming. (laughs) Uh, So, what's this week's transformation tip? Okay, uh, this week, it's a quote that comes from Billy Cox. It says, you can't expect to be a victor if you're living with a victim mentality. Hmm. I like that. Victor or victim. Actually, that's a really great way of kind of introducing or segueing into, into really what we want to talk about. We've been in a, in looking at over the last weeks on, on emotional intelligence, we covered self-awareness. And in this process of understanding emotional intelligence, we're, we're looking how to, if you like, self-manage yourself, exploring self-management. 
as we begin to do that, we want to begin to understand your attitudes matter and how you see things matter. Because mm-hmm. if you are seeing from a wrong perspective, uh, it can actually sabotage your growth, your health, your relationships, and even just the prosperity of your future. I really am excited about this because all of us in life go through stuff. And occasionally there are things that just seem unfair, moments where things are unjust. And emotionally, we get frustrated, we get incensed, angry. And the question is, sometimes in the midst of all of that, we talked last week about whether we react or whether we respond. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we're in the reaction and we take the reaction over the response, it actually begins to deceive our mind. It begins to yes. You, uh, you tell yourself a new narrative, and that yeah. becomes your the way you filter everything. Yeah, and so yeah. when 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 the negative happens, you then begin to create a negative filter. So you then begin to expect the negative, which then keeps you from seeing positive outcomes or healthy outcomes because you you start thinking the worst about things, right? And yeah, it's like uh, self perpetuating. And the more you reinforce it, you create mindset filters. Okay, so imagine right now, Pete, I'll I'll put on a pair of sunglasses and let's say they're tinted red. So now I see everything as if it's red. Whereas if I took my glasses off, I could see everything just beautiful technicolor. But now that filter causes me just to see things a certain way. And that's what happens when we become a victim of something. Okay, or we feel that something unjust has happened and if we and if we allow that to happen and we make a judgment and i often say judgments are are conclusive authoritative decisions that the the way i see it is the only way i see it is Mm -hmm. the only way to see it okay then what happens is then we now see things and we actually affect the outcomes we then begin to expect certain things which may not be there and that's why we want to talk today about the victim mentality because the victim mentality actually puts things out there which then begin to interpret things on a negative way that actually undermine and sabotage. Yeah, it's like you're no longer just perceiving reality. You're actually creating it mm-hmm. uh, and uh, in, a, in a bad way that we don't want for you. Uh, hopefully yeah. you don't want that for yourself. Yeah, so victim mentality. It's a personality trait in which a person tends to regard him or herself as a victim of negative uh, situations. Some other uh, terms you may have heard, this is a little um, psychology-ish, I guess. (laughs) Um, This phrase, external locus of control. Okay, that's Mm. a phrase. It's the belief that one's life is controlled by forces outside of oneself, such as fate, luck, uh, or you feel like you're at the mercy of other people. Okay, Uh, others are controlling your life. Versus an internal locus of control is I'm responsible for my own happiness and uh, how I handle situations and the decisions in my life. Okay. One of them you're, you're given, you've given control over to other people or forces. The other is you're owning the control over, over the way you process things. And, and when we're looking at the victim, it's very much the set, the first one. You know, you, you, you're focusing on the fact that your circumstance or everybody or everything is against me. Okay. And so you start creating that filter that we were talking about, and then it begins to affect your emotions. And so you're starting life disadvantaged. And that's what the victim does. It just says you're disadvantaged. You are in the, you're in the losing seat. And so what happens is 
you begin to perceive every situation and you begin to compare yourself to other th- situations and it could lead to jealousy, for example. Often what I see in people who have a victim mentality is that because everything is against them, they expect rejection, they expect disappointment. And so they'll reject people before they feel they're rejected. But in the process, they end up getting rejected because they do that. Yeah, yeah, it's a two-edged sword for sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, or when they're about to have a great victory, but then they're afraid they're going to be disappointed, they back out. Okay, so everybody else gets the victory and you don't you miss out on it because mm-hmm. you're you were afraid that you were being disappointed. It's like these self-fulfilling prophecies that happen. And 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 part of this victim mentality is always that you're thinking worst case scenario. Okay. And and if you think that way, think about it for a moment. If you're always thinking the worst, you will have no happiness. You'll have no hope. You'll have no sense that things are gonna be great. Okay, I, I sometimes call it the Eeyore mentality from Winnie the Pooh. Okay, because Eeyore, yeah. the, the donkey, always went, oh, yeah, you know, it's a sunny day today, but it's going to rain, you yeah. know. So you always are left with hopelessness, anxiety, and actually eventually depression. Yeah. Yeah. So in the context of uh, emotional intelligence, there's a lot here. This is a really rich mm-hmm. episode. There's a lot here. One is, your worldviews or your mentalities are going to affect a lot of how you process your emotions and to be manage your emotions. But specifically, when we're talking about victim mentality, we want you to really grasp a hold of the main point that you're responsible for how you handle your own thoughts and emotions. Okay. You can pretend like you're forfeiting control of your emotion, but that's not the truth. The truth is you are the only one who owns how you manage your emotions. So like uh, one phrase, Steve, that I hear, and it kind of triggers me, like, <laughs> or I'm very <laughs> sensitized to it, is uh, they made me so angry. Right? And a lot of people say that, but it's, it's not true. Like no one can make you feel anything. Okay, you choose. They, they said something, but you made the choice of how you were going to respond to that. Yep. And so th- that's really what we want to highlight in, in, for the rest of this episode is, owning your emotions and owning your response to it and being responsible for it. Right. Yes. But that this victim mentality is really going to get in the way of that. It's going to deceive you really. It's going to mm-hmm. skew and disempower you from, from moving forward that way. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and when, when you, when you allow yourself to not take responsibility, you then allow the circumstance to control you all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, you're constantly thinking of things that are against you. So, you are always self-protecting. You're constantly blaming. Okay. And it's just not a healthy, it's not a healthy way to live. Well, and other people see it and it's immature, really. It's emotional immaturity. It's amazing how far people can get in their careers and still be emotionally immature. <laughs> okay. And we've all uh, dealt with, uh, probably dealt with people that way, but um, you don't want to be that guy or that girl. Okay, no, so we, we, we are believing for better things for you. So, so Pete, how, what, how does this victim mentality, how, how can we see it at play? How can we begin to recognize that actually happening? Yeah, so a, a couple things that, like, there, to me, it has, like, two evil children. <laughs> uh, so the first evil child of, of victim mentality is self-pity. Oh, so in other words, we have internal toddlers. Is that what you're saying? It's, it's exactly right. And toddler is a really good phrase because they are act like spoiled brats and they're very hard to, to discipline. Um, 
you know, so self, uh, the victim mentality is forces beyond my control or keeping me stuck. Self-pity adds on to that. And I feel sorry for myself. Oh, okay? yeah. And, and that is really what that's doing is just drinking in comfort. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's, you know, whining, sucking your thumb or whatever. It's, you know, it's very comforting and it's addictive. Okay. And it's going to generate constant excuses for delaying action and it keeps you stuck. Like, because yeah. it feels good to feel sorry for yourself, mm-hmm. um, then you don't want to give that up. And so, well, so you want to perpetuate that victim mentality. Well, and, and in that place, you, you, you start, I feel like, justifying the narrative that you've created. Oh, yeah. It totally reinforces. You always justify, I have the right to feel this way and poor me. Yep. Okay. I, because the victim is always trying to get people to see that you are the, you are the one who was ill-treated and, 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 and everything else. Yeah. And you should, and you should support me, not them. Yeah, it's self pity, and it's a black hole that wants to suck your pity out of you and give it to me. Right? Yeah, so, so yeah, and I like the way you said that because all of a sudden, you're 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 actually trying to engage people and suck the life out of them. Okay, and so you become a, a sucker, if you like, <laughs> a taker, you're a sucker, yeah. you know, rather than a taker, and so you stop giving. Yeah, and and the moment you do that. The people around you can feel it. You end up not getting what you're looking for. Yeah, it's see, but the people, other people can see it, and I, I'd say both of these, along with the, well, I'll just call it the second uh, evil child is entitlement. We'll mm-hmm. unpack that, but all of these are um, they're very deceptive. Like yeah. if you start getting into this, it's very very hard to see it because it's just your internal narrative. You're going to rehearse it over and over and over again. You're going to convince yourself you need loving good friends who can call this out and yeah. you know if you're not uh stuck in this be a good friend to somebody if you see the self-pity you know just if there's a way to bring it up you know please please do you might be doing somebody a big favor yeah. and just and, and if, as you're listening right now even listen to your own self-talk you know if you if you're feeling like you're feeling sorry for yourself or or you you realize you're trying to get people to feel sorry for you okay <laughs> Just know that what's happening is that you're, like, like you said, Pete, you're, 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 you're sabotaging your ability to take actually positive action towards it, and you're just simply keeping yourself stuck. But secondly, there'll be people who they may be trying to help you in a positive way, but because they're not agreeing with your self-pity, you might be actually rejecting the help that you need. Mm-hmm. And, and so let's deal with self-pity, everybody. It's, nobody likes seeing somebody in self-pity. Let's just be yeah, honest about that. Yeah. And then, like I mentioned, the other one is entitlement, um, yeah. which is really a short way to say that is I deserve better than this mm-hmm. or the world owes me a better outcome. It's not yeah. fair. So if you ever say it's not fair, it, that's self-pity and entitlement working together. Well, it's, it's also like the sense of I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, and why aren't I, why aren't I getting this? Yes. Okay. You know, we, we often talk about generation, this upcoming generation is very entitled. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the, honestly, we've all had these moments of entitlement. Okay. The moment you feel a sense of justice or unfair, there's that tendency that I should be getting something better than I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Okay. The problem is, is if you reinforce it, and you then begin to um, allow yourself to live from that place. Okay, you again, it 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 it, it begins to push away the very things that you want. A while back, I do quite a bit of uh, marriage coaching, Pete, hmm. and over the years, I, I've had unfortunately had to 
help people through difficult divorce settlements and situations like that and coach couples how to try and do things amicably. And I remember this one one situation where actually the one spouse was being very, very wanting to be very amicable. Okay, and they and they had they wanted to be very, very generous because they recognized that they had to take responsibility, that it wasn't all the other person's fault. They had made mistakes and and actually was very generous. But the one spouse had a victim mentality. Mm. Okay. And as a result, it skewed the, that person's perspective because it was like, you owe me more. And, and I was looking at the settlement. I was like, this is an amazing set. This is over and above. But that person was fighting for more, kept fighting for more because you owe me. Okay. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. You, you, you did this to me and you did that to me. And I'd spent all these years doing all of this stuff. Right. And, and I was trying to say, look, look, let's, that, that, that stuff is skewing you from the fact that this, there's something good happening here, but that victim entitlement was actually beginning to put the other spouse off. And so rather than trying to be, be a giver, they ended up being a fighter. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, it was, and it just became very difficult. So yeah. Yeah. we've got to deal with that entitlement mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't want to just leave you hanging here. And I don't know about you just talking yeah. about this. We don't want to depress I, you. Well, I've, yeah, yeah, I've had like three major like fingers stuck right into my, my heart, my attitude. Like, wow. <laughs> yes. I was totally self pity there. And we don't want to leave you there. And we want to yeah. give you some practical tips on how to break free uh, from a victim mentality and move from victim to victor. Yes, Victor. Yes. So Steve, what's the first one? Well, I think the first one, uh, and it goes in, in keeping with some of the previous episodes that we've done, is it's self-awareness, okay? And we've begun to identify with self-pity and entitlement some of the kind of thought patterns and uh, that go through uh, kind of this internal narrative of what the victim thinks like, like everything's against me or, you know, um, uh, everybody owes me, right? And so the first thing is you need to start being aware of your thought patterns. Okay, begin to be aware what your mind is starting to think, because if you start feeling like I'm going down self-pity or I'm going down that entitlement route or I'm going down that everything is against me route, if you keep going down that way, you're going to go down a very, very deep spiral and and you're digging yourself a pit that's going to be really hard to get out of. And so the first thing I would say is self-awareness, take your thoughts, if you like, uh, be aware of your thoughts and the scenarios that are playing in your mind. Okay, great. All right. A next uh, point to help you break free is refuse to think of yourself as a victim. Okay. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you even got to watch your language on this. Like don't call yourself a victim of, all right. And just, just reject that title, reject that identity. Now it doesn't mean bad things didn't happen to you. Okay. And we want to be sensitive to that. I mean, some people, some of the listeners here have suffered some pretty major like abuse or really, really tragic things. And we, we, we look, we don't want to make light of that, but what we're talking about here is your mentality toward what happened. Two people can have the same thing happen. One takes a victim approach and they can stay limited and stuck. The other refuses that and views it as a challenge then move forward with their life. Right. And we want, we want you to be moving forward and have some healing that way. Yeah. Pete, I, I remember you telling me a while back because you know, I think you, if number of years that you got assaulted in the streets of New York, yeah, City. yeah. So I was in New York. This was about five years ago, and um, it was Friday night, about nine p.m. And I'm looking down on my phone. 
on a corner, standing on a street corner, and all of a sudden, bam! And I thought, like, it felt like my head hit a metal sign or something. It, what happened is some young kid came and just punched me really, really hard in the head, in the side of the head. I was wearing AirPods in it, like it ripped my ear and my ear was bleeding, and I oh, almost God. got knocked out. But I got back up, and then I saw the kid running away with his fists in the air because I was I was a minority in that neighborhood. Um, and the weirdest thing started happening, like over the next few days, I kept physically re-experiencing not the actual pain, but the jolt and the mm-hmm. fear that came with that over and mm-hmm. over again. Like the fear was being physically, it, it, it was, it's hard to describe, but it was like becoming part of me and it was starting to make me, so I didn't want to go out at night. It was making me, uh, I didn't want to stand on the subway platforms like a lot of things. And I could totally empathize now with people who have been uh, Mm -hmm. attacked or assaulted and why they become fearful. I get it. Okay. But I had to work on, and this was minor compared to what other people have had to put up with, but I had to start working on that. Cause I, I said, you know what, this is going to limit my life and it's going to make me feel like a victim. I've got to deal with this. And so I went through some exercises, frankly, really it's like PTSD, um, to, to undo that and to recognize that feeling, see where it was at, process it and then, and then move on. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing about trauma is like what trauma does sometimes locks us in time. Yeah. Okay. And so we keep reliving the trauma and then the more we, if we're not able to resolve the trauma, it then outworks itself in terms of how do I prevent it in the future, right? I, part of this also then in that process is that you started owning your emotions. Yeah, that's our third point is to, yeah. to break free is own your emotions. Yeah, because you, you you said, okay, I don't want to be a victim, but now how do I do that? And owning your emotions is very, very important because remember, you are responsible for how you feel, okay? Now, trauma, abuse, like we said, we don't want to belittle that in any way whatsoever. And it's it's very hard sometimes without help to deal with some of that. A number of years back, I had a client who, who as a, as a child was sexually abused, and that's horrible. Yeah. Okay. And but what was happening is because she had been locked in the trauma of that event, she began to create um, protect self protective mechanisms and so forth. And so every so often, she would find herself in a room. And there would be somebody who'd walk in and it would almost be because of the size of that man or the, the profile of that she had, she would almost get paralyzed and she'd start sweating. Um, and immediately she would go into this negative cycle of withdrawal, insecurity, and the victim part of that started manifesting, even though the person who walked in was mm-hmm. totally innocent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we started doing is I started talking to her. We need to reverse the curse of the trauma. Okay. Because the trauma, and we had to, we worked through a lot of the trauma, but we had to help her with her triggers. And we began to say, when somebody triggers something, there's a series of thoughts that come through. So the first thing is one, I'm not safe. Two, I feel very, uh, as a result, I'm going to be manipulated or I'm going to be dominated. Okay. And three, the outcome is I will, I will become a victim. I'll get hurt. So there were these things immediately, very quickly going through her. And so we began to identify that. And, and the first thing that we, we began to say was uh, to uh, tackle the trigger of I'm not safe. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and and when we began to to understand that and she began to create some self-talk though i need to give this person a chance i need to recognize that this is not the same person and we began to put certain questions the moment she began to identify that as her trigger she began to come and she wouldn't go down the other triggers ah interesting yeah and so she began to take that first thought owned her emotion began to self-talk herself out of that motion and then give that person the opportunity to become a friend or to be whatever. And, 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 and up to this point, nobody's taken advantage of her. Okay. And she's begun to see that create more of an objective view. That's great. Okay. So first point, be aware of, of when your mind is drifting in this, uh, in this direction. Second, refuse to think of yourself as a victim. Third, own your emotions. Fourth, understand that things are rarely binary, okay? And a victim mentality wants to always make the victim the victim and someone else the aggressor, and it's usually 100%. And that's just rarely the case, right? If you Mm -hmm. would go back, even when you maybe some injustice happened, you probably had some part to play in it. And uh, one, uh, see, we used this before in a a previous podcast, but like tell yourself, hey, I might only be 2% of the problem, but I'm a hundred percent responsible for my 2%. Okay. And that, that takes you out of a victim mentality. And now it's like, I'm going to take responsibility for what I need to, I need to own it. And and I'm going to process it. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And so when, when, when you think about that, then you need to start working on the, the way you think the scripts in your mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and one of those things, like we said with the, with the illustration I used, is to start giving people the benefit of the doubt and begin to see things differently. Yeah. See, I, I have a real simple one on that is uh, when I'm driving and if I get cut off in traffic, a victim mentality would say, oh, look what they did to me. Right. <laughs> and uh, but giving somebody else the benefit of the doubt changes that script. We're talking about right. scripts in our mind to say, oh, you know what? They probably didn't see me. I know I've done that to other people in the past as well. You just and it just rolls right off your back. It doesn't stick to you, and you don't feel like a victim anymore. So, so Pete, that's that's really interesting. Kind of altering the way that you want to interpret the outcome. Right? Exactly. the The situation didn't change at all. It's what I tell myself about it. And so, how, uh, what would be a good way to do that? I mean, it's it's easier said than done because we've got such learned patterns. How do we begin to shift from a negative up to a positive? Well, that's what I do in that one. Is one is just empathize and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm no better than other people. Don't don't get all proud and just say, you know what? They're or they're they're just having a bad day. Like give people the benefit of the doubt. You you certainly have bad days. We're really good at giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Give the benefit of the doubt to other people too. Just- well, and, and so don't take it personally, right? Yeah, uh, don't take it personally. Don't don't become offended okay because the moment you become offended something's done something's happened to you right yeah get offense proof like like you know i'm not i listen look even if they wanted to offend you here's the thing about about owning you know the internal locus of control you can tell yourself because if i go into an offensive role it's going to hurt me yeah. Okay. It's going to make me self-pity. It's going to drain my energy. I'm not even going to let them offend me. I'm not going to let it sink in. I'm just, I, I'm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, don't give them the pleasure. Exactly. Getting under your skin. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. And so the other, the other thing you could just be thinking is how, how do I walk in the opposite of what they're doing? Yeah. Okay. 
So, you know, if, if, they're, if they're attacking you, then just be humble and, and be gentle. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, if, if they're trying to rile you up, don't allow them to do that. Okay. And, uh, and don't rile them up because it just it escalates things. Okay. I, so, have a gr- have a great statement for that one too. Yeah. I'm sorry so you the, feel that way. That's all you have to say. Just yeah. sorry you feel that way. Smile, move on and do it for yourself. Right. Yeah. Just do it for yourself. I'm, I'm going to protect myself from letting that, that negativity sink into me and, and, and ruin me. And that, that's really what we're trying to say in this episode as we're talking here about emotional intelligence and self-management is that the victim spirit, the only person who becomes the victim of the victim spirit is yourself. Yeah. Okay. That victim mentality, if you stay in that place, you're the one who's actually going to be more hurt than the people around you. That's why we need to break it and we need to begin to recognize it. So this week's transformation application, Pete, I want to I wanna kind of challenge people out there. I mean, we've all had moments of injustice. We always had moments where we felt that maybe people have overstepped boundaries or whatever. And so I want us for a moment to think of a time that you felt you were the victim. You know, like you, Pete, when you were saying that person punched you, okay? Mm-hmm, That's when mm-hmm. you felt you were a victim. And... And on a piece of paper, just stop rather than be offended by what happened. Think about what were the mindsets and the thoughts that came in at that moment that might still be lingering. Like, for example, I can never lo- no longer stand on a platform, okay? Or I, I never want to be alone again, or-, or whatever it might be. And what were the negative thoughts that came as a result that you've suddenly realized you're still adopting uh, in your life today? even though that event was in the past, okay? And so in that process, write those things down and then ask yourself the question, if I keep these thoughts there, is it helping me? And I'm going to guarantee you, most of you are going to realize this is actually sabotaging me and undermining me. So at that moment, take the piece of paper, rip it up and say, this is no longer going to be part of my life. And then because you've done that, you now become more self-aware so you can recognize it and you can begin to say, I'm not going down that victim path. Very good. Sounds like a good exercise. Okay. As we wrap up here, we just want to encourage you and just declare some things over you. You are powerful. Okay. You have control over your thoughts. You have choice and agency on how you're going to move forward and respond to what comes into your life. You can do it. It might take some practice, you might have to undo some other patterns, but just start, start now. And we believe in you and for you to have a better life. So until next week, this is Pete. And this is Steve. Be victorious. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Transform Your Life podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every Monday. So we hope you'll continue to tune in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show to reach more people around the world. If you're looking for coaching or more resources, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or our Instagram page, From the Insight Out. If you want to connect with me, Pete Cafarcio, go to PeteCoaching.com. And if you want to connect with me, Steve Chua, go to SteveChuaIntl.com. Remember, we want to help you transform your life so that you can transform your world. Have an awesome week, everyone.